What a beautiful text from Isaiah that we heard from Jonathan and Melanie this morning. Many of the words in that text from Isaiah are very familiar to us. But likely for many of us, they're most familiar from Luke 4 and not specifically from Isaiah. In Luke 4, when Jesus reads an excerpt from the scroll of Isaiah, it's his inaugural sermon in Nazareth. And there in Luke's story, when Jesus is reading these words from Isaiah 61, we are drawn in to the vision of God's radical upheaval. God's liberation, God's justice, and an end to oppression of all kinds. And it's been a beloved text to many of us. And it's in fact become one of the central texts for our season of Jubilee. Because in it, Jesus proclaims the year of God's favor promised in Isaiah. God's redemptive justice. Jesus proclaims it fulfilled in their hearing. But this week... This week, reading from Isaiah, and not just Luke's excerpting of Isaiah, and given the loss that we have experienced as a community with the death of our beloved friend, Linda Powell, I am amazed by the prominence in Isaiah's words of comfort for those who mourn. And if you are new or newer among us this morning, and you never had the pleasure, and I do mean pleasure, of knowing Linda Powell, I want you to know that she was a dear sister and friend of this congregation, that Linda was diagnosed one year ago with an inoperable brain tumor and an aggressive form of cancer. She died just this week, and so we as a community are grieving that loss this morning. Prophets, and Isaiah included among them, prophets regularly mix words of comfort, words of challenge, with more comfort and more challenge. And even in the four few verses we heard from Isaiah this morning, Isaiah dabbles in both, comfort and challenge. But the word I heard this week, the word for a community in grief is so strong, I almost can't believe that I didn't have to go looking for another scripture that would be more appropriate for our gathering this morning, given that this is the first gathering of this community since Linda's death. But I could simply dive into the scripture that was already selected for us this third Sunday of Advent. God has sent me, the prophet Isaiah declares, to heal broken hearts, to comfort all who mourn, to provide for those who grieve, to give them a wreath of flowers instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of tears, a cloak of praise instead of despair. It's the third Sunday of Advent. This is our text, and our theme is joy. Joy in the midst of chaos. We talked about it this week and decided to stick with 
the theme of joy. Decided to keep it alongside us, even though we knew we would be grieving. And perhaps I'd modify joy in the midst of chaos just a bit to say joy in the midst of sorrow. Which for many is, or at least feels like, chaos. In this week, when one of our own has died and far too young, we can't help but be clear that joy is not the same as happiness. Happiness being a feeling or a disposition, something that's dependent on circumstances. The joy that we proclaim in Advent or at any time isn't giddy or gleeful. The joy we proclaim in Advent is grounded Rooted, even, like those trees of integrity that Isaiah writes about in the text we heard this morning. Trees of integrity that in other translations are oaks of righteousness, both of which call to mind for me old growth dug firs and cedars, like the ones that you can find at the Grove of the Patriarchs at Rainier. The joy that we decided to claim, to still claim as our theme, even on this morning of intense sorrow, is that sort of joy. It's a grounded and a grounding sort of joy, a deeply rooted joy, the sort of joy that is on intimate terms with sorrow. A joy that emerges from the life of deep faithfulness that was proclaimed and embodied so beautifully by Linda and by Bob in this past year, and for many years before that. A joy that is somehow strangely steadying in the midst of life's storms. So we claim it. We claim it still, even this week, especially this week. We claim joy in the midst of our immeasurable sorrow. We receive the oil of gladness in the midst of our tears, and we pray that in doing so, in insisting on claiming joy in this week in particular, that we may be honoring of Linda's spirit of joy and creativity, as Jonathan described so beautifully, the very space in which we gather is infused with that spirit of creativity with her deep faithfulness and her generosity. Whatever sorrows you bear, and for some of you, many of you, that is Linda most prominently this morning. For others of you, there are other silent sorrows that you carry this day. And whatever the sorrows you bear, that you carry within you, may the God of the prophets Heal your broken hearts, comforting you who mourn, opening you to joy even in the midst of your sorrow. May you be given the oil of gladness to mingle with your tears. May you be known as trees of integrity, oaks of righteousness, ancient cedars of steadiness as you embrace the dance of joy and sorrow in your own lives, as you seek to follow the one who is, was, and forever shall be the light of the world 
the one whom darkness could not overcome. Emmanuel, God with us. Amen, and may it be so. And so as we do each week when we gather for worship, we light our peace lamp, which we keep ever before us, to remember in our lighting each week that we both witness to and we participate in God's vision of shalom for all of creation. And as I light the lamp, I invite you to join me in saying, proclaiming, that we long for peace, we pray for peace, Today we specifically we specifically remember the Powell family and pray for God's peace. We'll sing together in our blue hymnals number 500 as the heart with eager yearning. And as we begin to sing, you'll notice that it's set to the same tune as a familiar and beloved Advent hymn, Comfort, Comfort. Oh, my people. And so I'm going to invite you to hold your finger in number 176 while we sing 500. This text for hymn 500 is a psalm text, which beautifully expresses the psalmist's own sorrow and the psalmist's longing for and trusting in God's gracious gifts of hope and joy, which we seek to do today in this community as well. So we'll sing 500, and then we're going to conclude with verse 1 of 176, our very familiar comfort, comfort. Let's sing together, and in fact, let's stand in body or in spirit for this hymn. <laughs> 